Good evening, everyone. Hope you guys are having a there we go. See there. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Refresh Bible Study. Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday so far. I'm going to give it a couple minutes for everything to get going. As normal, please tag and share. Please tag and share. What's up, Bess? How are you, man? Trying to make sure everything sounds all right. Everyone, hope you guys have a great evening. Okay, it sounds right. All right. Please tag and share. Invite your friends, family. So we'll get started here in a couple minutes. We'll get started. We'll continue the series, The God Kind of Face. What's up, Pastor Ellen? What's up, Jamie? How are you guys? What's up, Jared? Erica, say it. Hope you guys had a good day today. Did a lot of traveling from my office to my kitchen, to my living room today. I think everything's working fine. Cool. Good, good, good. Tag and share. Everybody's in Arkansas, y'all good from those storms that we got last night? So, Miss H, how are you? Pastor Chris, how are you doing? Let me tag my cousin real quick while I'm thinking about it. Let me find it first. There we go. If you guys haven't noticed already, go ahead and line up your week. Uh, tomorrow, Pastor Sean has a 30 days of healing. Um, if somebody would, I guess, uh, Pastor Edwin or Chris, somebody, Pastor Chris, tag, uh, if y'all downloaded that image, tag the image to our FOC page. But tomorrow we have 30 days of healing. Then Friday, uh, Friday night, we have a marriage conference via Zoom. Uh, you can sign up for that uh, as well. I think the fee uh, the registration cost is $25. I would highly encourage if you're married, thinking about getting married, ever want to be married in a relationship now, single, uh, definitely sign up for that. I know the slots are filling up really, really quickly. So make sure that you run over to, I think it's on Pastor Sean's website, so SeanStrickland.com, and you can register for the, the marriage event this Friday via Zoom. Uh, but make sure that you you get that done. What's up, Tanya? Uh, Quintina, how, Quintina, how are you guys doing? Uh, so let's make sure you do that. Make sure you like the FOC page. And... Uh, also, make sure you join 30 Days of Healing. And then this Sunday is Friends and Family Sunday. So uh, if you're on this broadcast tonight, uh, you're more than welcome to join us uh, on Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Friends and Family Sunday. Uh, of course, it's going to be live streamed from FLCNWA on our Fellowship of Champions page via Facebook, as well as several other uh, outlets. So make sure that you join us. Thank you. Uh, YouTube uh, will be maybe YouTube this week, and then we have Twitch uh, and a couple more that you Instagram, all you can view from there. So so those are all things, a quick, as people are joining, quick announcements that, that you can take care of. Uh, there is no lack of the word. And so we're really trying to teach people to win in every, every area of their life. And so you got to have the word to be in faith. We established that. Uh, and so that's what we're doing. So I'm going to take a drink and we'll get started. All right, so we're going to pick up what we left off last week, talking about the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit as one of the functions or steps. I don't want to say steps in the sense that these are things you got to do 
to have the God kind of faith, but these are good practices to have in place in order to establish a faith that moves things every time it operates. And we talked about some principles and we'll go over that. Number one, our foundational truths. We have all been given a measure of faith. No, no believer lacks faith. Every believer has a measure of faith. The next one, faith is a muscle. So in order for that faith to be effective, just like we work out, like if somebody does bench press, squats and things like that, just the same way we go into the gym and we we use uh, force to exert our muscles and to really tear them down, to grow them up. Same thing with faith. We have to be exhibiting our faith at all times so that we can grow that faith muscle. Uh Number three, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So faith begins where the will of God is known. So faith, you can be hoping, you can be desiring, you can be wishing, you can be doing a whole lot of things, but you will not be. And I'm sorry, I got two different cameras if I'm looking down or up, but uh, you cannot be in faith without having a word from God. And so that's why number five is so important, knowing the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, is because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God himself living on the inside of you, giving you the ability to be fully aware of everything that God is thinking, everything that God is doing, everything that God desires for our life. So the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the rhema word, which we talked about last week. Logos is like the Bible. It's the written word, rhema, R-H-E-M-A, uh, is the, the spoken word of God. So it's the Holy Spirit that's given us the ability to get words from God for our particular situations that we're in. Because there was no scripture in the Bible that said, hey, Ralph, uh, uh, should I marry, I asked God, should I marry April? There's no, there's no, Ephesians 12 and 1, breath thou shall marry April. No, I had to hear the Holy Spirit on who I should marry. And when I heard the Holy Spirit, I could exhibit faith and then I could act on that thing. And so that's the importance of the Holy Spirit. It gives us the ability to operate in faith because the Holy Spirit is the one that, re that reveals the word of God to us. And so last week, we spent a great deal of time talking about John 4 and 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And we really, that's where we spent the crux of our time. We we're talking about who is that he? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so many times we look over who that he is. And so we talked about how that he is the Holy Spirit, that he is greater than anything that's in this world, that he has promised us victory, that he has given us the ability to be aware of everything that God is doing, that he is the one that speaks to us, that gives us a word so that our faith may begin, so that we may manifest things into the earth. And so that's what we spent a lot of time last week talking about was John 4 and 4. Additionally, we talked about Romans 8 and 11, where it says the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. And we talked about same spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of us. And so what does that mean? That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can raise whatever is dead in our life. So that's, that's whether it's sickness, whether it's ailments, whether it's our marriage, whether it's our money, the spirit of God has the ability to raise any and everything from the dead. There's nothing that the spirit cannot accomplish. And so we talked about that in Romans 8 and 11. And then we talked about how our bodies were the temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, uh, it says, do you not discern and understand that you uh, are God's temple and that God's spirit has its permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you? And so even as a born again believer, even if you don't recognize the spirit, uh, and you don't listen to him, he still is dwelling on the inside of you. You cannot escape the spirit, but what you can do is grieve the spirit by not listening to him uh, because the spirit has emotions. The spirit has feelings just like any other human being because the, the spirit is not a, it's not a mist. It's not something that throws you down on the ground. Now, now, uh, we may exhibit feelings based off the spirit when he over when he uh, comes upon us, but what we what the spirit is not is a feeling. The spirit is not always going to cause you to have tingles or, 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 or goosebumps or anything like that. The spirit is more than that. And so tonight we're going to talk about 
who is Holy Spirit. And we're going to dive into specifically the aspects of the Spirit that equips us to live out kingdom in the earth. And so that's what we're in tonight. And then next week, we will finish up our God kind of faith uh, by talking about the last two uh, steps to the God kind of faith. So let's get started. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for watching over us. We pray that as the word comes forth, it will fall on good ground. We pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us where we are in your word, God, and give, bring us both under information, knowledge, God, but also wisdom, the appropriate application of that knowledge. We pray that the word will be sown into good ground. Uh, it will be planted and bring forth fruit that bring uh that will manifest the kingdom here in this earth and in our lives. We declare that we live the abundant life because we listen and hearken to the word that the spirit has for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so who is Holy Spirit? First thing, Holy Spirit is a person. You can go to John 16 and 13. Uh, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what, what is yet to come. This is Jesus speaking, and he's describing what the Holy Spirit is going to do. He didn't, so he's describing the Holy Spirit in a in a first part in, in, in a in a form that he is a person. He is a part of the Trinity. So, first of all, we want to talk about that the Holy Spirit isn't a mist, the Holy Spirit isn't a feeling, the Holy Spirit isn't emotion. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is someone who lives on the inside of us. He is, he is, Holy Spirit is not a forest, a mist, or a ghost, but a person, part of the Godhead, Godhead. The Holy Spirit is God extended in spirit form to live on the inside of us, um, to both to do the work and the purpose and the will of the kingdom. So the purpose of the Holy Spirit being left to us uh, after Christ arose was so that we may fulfill the work, the purpose, and the will of the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is designed to make us one with God. It was never intended to give us insight to be selfish. It was never intended to be used to, to just get wealth. When God is talking about, I teach you how to get wealth. When God is talking about, I'll make you fishers of men. When God is talking about that when you give, it'll be given back to us. God is always talking with the perspective that everything that we do will grow the kingdom. It was never intended to be anything for us to simply enjoy for ourselves. Everything that God is about, God is about government. God is about structure and regulations. And the Holy Spirit is the governor sent to us to create heaven on this earth colony called earth so that earth could be a replica of heaven, which is our home country. And so when the Holy Spirit is talking to us, he isn't there for our own selfish means. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is so that kingdom work could be done in earth through us. So that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And what we have to understand, the, and you got to understand that the Holy Spirit is not a feeling or sensation. His presence can certainly affect our emotional state. The Holy Spirit's mission is for us to be able to fulfill the God's purpose on earth. He is always speaking. And so God is always speaking to us and he's never not speaking. But the question is, are we always listening? Uh, he knows when we are ignoring him. When we ignore him, we hurt ourselves in the kingdom. Once again, the Holy God is a God of government. He's not a democracy in a sense that we get to vote, we got opinions and all those things. But to truly understand the Holy Spirit in the kingdom, you got to know how government operates. The government says heaven is the kingdom. It is the home country. I have placed man in the earth to be a governor over the colony of earth. And so what I need to do is for man to make earth looks like heaven. Man screwed it up. So how can I get man to have that authority and to have the same way of thinking that I have? I send myself in the form of Jesus to redeem man back to me so that the Holy Spirit can no longer dwell in the Holy of Holies, but the Holy Spirit can dwell inside of man so that now man can have the governor of my way of thinking inside of him so that he can govern the earth and cause the earth to look like heaven. That's why the Lord's Prayer says, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on, I mean, the Lord's Prayer talks about 
uh, as it is in heaven, so should it be on earth. Why? Because you have the ability to produce heaven on earth. That wasn't God just coming up with something. You got the ability to produce heaven on earth. It says, and what we have to do is be obedient to the Holy Spirit. But what happens is we miss opportunities to expand the kingdom and care for uh, other people because we choose to not obey God. Like God saying, hey, Ralph, go go sow a seed and buy somebody food. And I'm like, man, God, I don't feel like getting out the house today. You know that Rona out there, God. I mean, I'm just going to stay in the house. I don't got no mask. God, like, I really need you to go out and buy this food for these people. He's like, no, I can't do that. And so what happens is when we disobey the Holy Spirit, we cause the kingdom not to, first of all, we miss out on a blessing and we cause the kingdom not to be manifested. And we also cause a citizen within that kingdom not to receive what they need. And that person may go hungry unless somebody in the earth is willing to be obedient to God. And what we cannot have is we want everybody to hear God. We want everybody to hear the Holy Spirit concerning sowing seed in our life. We want to hear everybody to hear the Holy Spirit concerning a word for our life. We want everybody to hear the Holy Spirit when it comes to us benefiting. But the question is, are you hearing Holy Spirit when it's time to give yourself? And so what we have to be able to do in order for the kingdom to manifest is not only hear Holy Spirit when we feel like it's something that benefits us, but also hear Holy Spirit when it comes down to giving. So say this, say, I hear Holy Spirit. I hear Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit requires a human vessel to accomplish kingdom work in the earth. Though he knows all things kingdom, Physically, Holy Spirit requires an obedient person to bring it to manifestation. So once again, why is the Holy Spirit important for the God kind of faith? If you don't have the God, Holy Spirit and you don't obey the Holy Spirit, you're incapable of having a word that will increase your faith. And when I say increase, I'm not talking about amount. I'm talking about the strength of it. So Holy Spirit is constantly broadcasting kingdom plans. And what we have to do is constantly be listening. So the first thing is Holy Spirit is a person. He is not a mist. He is not a force. He is not a ghost. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And now that we got that established, let's move on. Let's make a confession before we move on. Say, I listen to Holy Spirit more than I do people. I listen to Holy Spirit more than I listen to people. And that's including myself. I listen to the Holy Spirit more than I listen to people. Why is that important? Because in our government, there are so many opinions. It's like, well, you know what? If I don't want to do this, I'm not. We're so used to having uh, uh, options. But in the kingdom, there's not an option. That's why the Bible says, I said before you today, life and death. Choose. And if you don't know what to choose, choose life. In the kingdom, you either going to choose to live like the kingdom or you're going to choose to disobey the kingdom. But both of them have consequences. Consequences are good or bad. The consequences of living according to the kingdom is life abundantly. The consequences of not living according to the kingdom is sin and I mean is life is death. Not necessarily a physical death, but death in your ability to produce the gifts, uh, manifest the gifts that God's called you. Death in the ability to have the perfect, the perfect marriage that God says. Yes, I said perfect. The ability to parent your children uh, the way that God needs you to do. There will be death in that area. Death in your finances. Death in your health. Because why? Anytime we're not listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying Him, what we're doing is lacking faith and operating in fear, and we're making flesh our arm. And anytime we make flesh our arm, we know what happens what we end up cursing we it dies all right so number two the holy spirit is a counselor and a comforter all right the holy spirit is a counselor and a comforter what that word counselor means paracletos or intercessor advocate comforter or helper the, the that word means that the holy spirit will come alongside you to assist you Ain't that good? The Holy Spirit comes along 
aside you to assist you. So the other, I can, the God kind of faith, even when I start to doubt, is the Holy Spirit that's coming along saying, hey, you know the integrity of God's word. You know you're the redeemed in God. You know that you are the righteousness of God. You know that you're a new creature. I am here to help you. I'm here to comfort you. I am here to assist you so that you may walk out your faith and manifest what God has already provided for you. So in other words, in, the, uh, in, in another word for counselors, like a lawyer, the Holy Spirit is the one that explains the laws of the kingdom to you so that you may understand it. Because in our own fleshly mind, we can't comprehend the laws of the kingdom. We cannot comprehend the government of the kingdom. And so the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to be our counselor, to be our litigator, is to be the one that comes into our lives to give us the ability to understand kingdom according to God's ways. That's why I had you make that confession. The Holy Spirit, I listen to the Holy Spirit more than I do people. Why? Because people have an opinion of the kingdom, but people don't always understand the kingdom because they're not led of the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit comes into our life to give us the ability to walk out the laws of the kingdom. You can't understand kingdom without having somebody from the kingdom explain it to you. Like, if you lived in my house, Anybody been around my house, Pastor Edwin, Pastor uh, said, a lot of them, they know the rules of my kingdom, my house. Why? Because they've been here, they've spent time here, and they know the law of the kingdom. The only way you're going to know the law of the house of Marlowe is to have a Marlowe explain it to you. But how many of us try to understand the laws of the kingdom of God and through our own self, and we've never been to the kingdom. And that's the great thing about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was existing with God in the beginning. He's the one that put Jesus in the belly of Mary. He's the one that gave her the ability to have birth. He then was the one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He's been there all alone. And so what God has said is that, let me put Holy Spirit inside of man so man may know how the kingdom of God works. And that's why it's really hard for us to comprehend the things of God and who we are in Christ when we're not listening to the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So in my mind, I'm thinking of an Easter egg hunt, right? You know that person that goes out there and they hide all the eggs and they know where every they know where that gold egg is hidden with all the money in it. So the Holy Spirit is like the person who hid all the eggs. And then he's going to come aside us as counselor and comforter and teacher. And he's going to say, hey, Ralph, I know where the gold eggs are laid. I know where they're hidden. Let me take you to those golden eggs. Let me show you where the promises are hidden. Let me show you where your goodness is. Let me show you where your land is so God may prosper you. Let me show you this. It is my job to assist you as comforter and as counselor. And so what the Holy Spirit does is he guides us so eloquently into the finished works of Christ, of God. But when we grieve the Holy Spirit, and that's why he saddened, because he said, I'm only here to help you manifest the abundant life talked about in John 10 and 10. However, I can't do my job when you don't listen to me. John 16 and 16 says, Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you'll see me Again, the Holy Spirit is God and Jesus living on inside of you. Jesus like, I'm about to bounce, but I'm about to come back. How is he coming back? He's coming back in the form of the Holy Spirit. He's coming back so that we may access what he has already finished. But the problem is we're trying to live like a citizen of the kingdom of God without consulting God. It is not possible. It is not possible to live as a king in the kingdom of God without consulting God. Even your jobs get that. Like every time you get a new job, what's the first thing they start to do? Train you. They train you to. They train you about the culture of the work workplace. They train you about how things should be done. They train you about when you should be there and when you should leave. They they give you all of this information. Why are they giving you this information? Because they're training you on how to exist in the kingdom workplace in which you have been hired. 
And we get training because we do it at every job. We get training because we, when you was on a sports team, you went to practice, you understood the culture of the team in which you worked on. But when we come to the kingdom of God, we want, we want salvation, eternal life, but we don't want to spend the time with training from the Holy Spirit to be able to access all the promises of God. We want God to be good for us and drop these magic eggs of blessings out of the sky without first understanding the laws of the kingdom. And that's what Holy Spirit does. It increases our faith because our faith starts where the will of God is known. And when I know how the government of God works, when I know the laws of the kingdom and how those things work, then I have the ability to stretch my faith or strengthen my faith because I will be exercising faith according to how God intended for that thing to be manifested this whole time. It says we cannot beat ourselves up for living lives contrary to the kingdom. When we, it is natural for, for you to operate in sin. Before you were born again, operating in sin was something natural. It was an innate part of your flesh to fulfill those desires. You doing whatever you have done or doing or will do is a form of the flesh. However, the, to fulfill the kingdom, we must walk after the spirit. Galatians 5 and 16. So a lot of times the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us and bring us uh, peace because we beat ourselves up. She's like, man. Every time I try to do right, I find myself doing wrong. Every time I go to give the tithe, then something comes up and I don't give it. Every time I go to not sleep with the person, I find myself sleeping with the person because I just can't seem to, to resist that. It is the Holy Spirit who gives you the ability to overcome sin. Why is that so important? Because when you begin to, when you live a life of sin, you can be born again and still sin. But if you're not careful, sin brings condemnation and sin brings shame. And when you think you're condemned and when you're shameful, it impacts your faith in a negative way. Because if I don't feel like I'm worthy of receiving, then I will not receive because I'm not capable of doing that. My faith isn't in it. And so that's why the Holy Spirit comes and direct us. And he says, there's no new sin, no new temptation that's not coming to man that I will not give you a way of escape. The Holy Spirit teaches us how to escape sin so that we may live a life and stay in a, in a, a, a mental state of purity, knowing that we are faultless. You already know you're faultless, but it's so much easier to live out a faultless life and to believe that when you're not out sinning. And it is the Holy Spirit that draws men into repentance. That is all the work of the Holy Spirit. It says, we cannot beat ourselves. God will not give up on you no matter how many times you miss it. And it doesn't matter how many times you miss it. God is never going to beat up on you. I mean, beat you up or leave you out. He will help you until you are with him in eternity in heaven. And so even when you miss the Holy Spirit, even when you when you don't do the things the way you should to, the Holy Spirit is always present. He is always present. All right. So he's a counselor and a comforter. He's a God and a teacher. John 16 and 13. We're just going to keep expounding on, expounding on that. He will guide you into all truth. And the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own. Here's the great thing about the Holy Spirit. He only speaks what God has said. So anything that the Holy Spirit is giving to you is the basis that's needed for you to establish faith in the earth. The Holy Spirit speaks to you to guide you into understanding what God has for you so that you can have establish your faith so that you may be unshakable and knowing that God is going to do what he said he was going to do, which was number one, you got to know the integrity of God's word. Holy Spirit will train us on how to think, act, and live the standards, the customs, and the culture of the kingdom of heaven. And so when we when we allow the Holy Spirit to do his job, he will guide us into understanding the customs and the culture of heaven. He why? Because he know God he knows God's intent and he knows how to get us to where God is wanting us to be. That's why God says, before I formed you in the belly, I knew that knew you. All right. He predestined a path for us to be good to us and give us an expected end. And it is the Holy Spirit that comes to teach us how to get to that end. It says the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning and the Holy Spirit will direct us to all the hidden treasures that he has for us. 
and it's the Holy Spirit that protects us from our own opinions of ourselves. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. It says, Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. When it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. How do I seek his will? I trust the Holy Spirit to show me what to do, even in times when it doesn't make sense. Even in times right now where it seems to be saving and the Lord says so, or the Lord says, get a new job, or the Lord says, pay the rent when you think you need to hold on to it, or the Lord says, go ahead and buy the car, or the Lord says, go ahead and buy the house. Even in times when you don't understand is when we trust in the Lord with all our heart. In other words, who's the Lord? The Lord is the spirit dwelling on the inside of you. So I trust in the Holy Spirit with all my heart and I lean not to my own own understanding or the opinion of other people. Instead, I fear the Lord and I turn away from evil. What was that evil? Evil is your own thinking. Our own thinking is evil. It is our spirit man, the part of the tripartite being. I am. A, I live in a body. I have a body. I am a spirit and I have a soul. It is the soul that's by nature evil. And that's what the Lord is talking about. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That evil was our own thinking. He says, be wise. And well, let's talk about wisdom. It is a bunch of Christians right now who are full of knowledge. They're full of knowledge because knowledge is just information. But the thing is, we have to be people who are full of wisdom. What's wisdom? It's the appropriate application of the word. It's appropriate application of information. All right, Ralph, give me an example. I know the oven is hot. It is wisdom that tells me not to touch it. Why? Just knowing that it's hot isn't enough. You have to appropriately apply that word and not touch it. Like people know, and here's an example. People know that unprotected sex leads to babies, right? But people still have unprotected sex and have a baby and be like, oh, how this is? How did this happen? Why? Because it wasn't, they didn't operate in wisdom. They knew the information, but it's not information that changes you. It's not information that causes you to inherit the kingdom. It is wisdom. It's when we appropriately apply the information that causes results. That's why we should not despise repetitive teaching because a lot of times we are informed that we're not applying. It's not okay to be informed and not apply. In order for change to come, I have to apply. I know what it takes to lose weight. You know what it takes to lose weight. I know what it takes to to do uh, to drive a car. You know what it takes to drive a car. But if we don't apply exercise to our life, if we don't apply nutritious eating to our life, the knowledge and information of knowing how many calories you should take, eat a day doesn't change your body. Neither does knowing the word of God change your body. It isn't until we apply that word through wisdom that change begins to take place. And so what we have to understand is that knowledge is simply information. Wisdom is applying that information in a way that brings results. Holy Spirit is designed to give us that wisdom. How do I know that? Let's go to Isaiah 11, verses 2 and 3. It says, the spirit of Yahweh will rest upon me. The spirit of extraordinary wisdom. The spirit of perfect understanding, the spirit of wise strategy, the spirit of mighty power, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of the fear of Yahweh. He will find his delight in living by the spirit of the fear of the Lord. He will neither judge by appearances nor make his decision based on rumors. There are rumors out there about what's good. And then there's the truth and that's the word of God. I don't make, you got to understand that the spirit brings you extraordinary wisdom. The 
Spirit brings you perfect understanding. And I love that explanation. Sometimes we think that we, we don't know everything. It's not that we don't know, it's that we don't spend the time in trying to know. Sometimes we have to position ourselves through fasting to hear from God. Fasting doesn't move God. Fasting moves us in alignment to hear God better. You know, when you have a bad signal, what do you do on your cell phone when you have a bad signal? You move around until you get a signal that's strong enough. And so that's what fasting helps us do. Fasting moves us around until we get a signal strong enough to hear from God. And so when, when God does, and, and I'm not sure it's for, but, but we have to understand that fasting positions us to hear from God in a better way. Fasting positions us to do that. And so Holy Spirit is designed to give us wisdom, but we have to stay connected to that. And where will you have wisdom? You'll have wisdom in all areas. The Holy Spirit, when he says kingdom, he's talking about every area of your life. He's talking about your money. He's talking about your family. He's talking about your job, your careers. He's talking about in your community. The Holy Spirit will tell you how to properly apply the knowledge that you have in order to live your best life in this earth. Why? Because that's his job as God and teacher. And Isaiah 61 and 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has appointed me for a special purpose. Say, I have, I'm anointed for a special purpose. He says, He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to repair broken hearts and to declare to those who are held captive and bound in prison. He says, To be free from your imprisonment. So the Holy Spirit's job is to free me from my own imprisonment. The Holy Spirit's job is to free me so that I may bring good news to the poor, so that I may repair broken hearts. And you're like, I didn't know I was in prison. Baby, when you were born, you were in prison because you were born into sin. You were born into an earthly way of thinking. You were born into flesh and flesh is contrary. It's the evil spirit that causes us not to inherit the kingdom of God. So what the Holy Spirit does is allows me to be free from my own imprisonment brought upon me by my own way of thinking. The Holy Spirit guides me into freedom. It says, he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. When I become who God has called me to be, it brings good news to the poor. When I become who God calls me to be, it repairs broken hearts. When I become, when I exercise my faith and become who God has called me to be, it causes me to be free from the opinions of myself and the opinions of other people. As the other scripture talked about in Isaiah, it says, I am free from the rumors. See, when you understand Holy Spirit, there are rumors that goes around, going around right now. You know what I'm saying? There's rumors about, hey, you know what? You don't need to be doing this right now. Like this is the year of great harvest. This is the year that I will have everything that God has called me to, to have. But if you don't, if you believe the rumors of the world, why would you believe somebody in the world? Because they can't even understand the things of the kingdom because they're not led by the spirit. And so there are rumors out there. There are opinions out there that are contrary to the kingdom, but you don't need to be going with the rumors. Why? Because when people are not led by the spirit, they don't understand the things of the kingdom. So, so God told you, you can have a house this year and you don't even got a job right now. And everybody in your family like, how are you going to get no house? You ain't got no job. Those are rumors. Those are opinions. But what did the Holy Spirit say? The Holy Spirit says, this is your year to have a house. And so even though what they are saying doesn't line up with the kingdom, it you have to ignore it. Why? Because they're just rumors. What's the truth? The truth is you will have a house this year. And so the Holy Spirit's job is for you not to be in prison by your own thinking saying, well, how am I going to get the house without a job? How am I going to get a house without a credit score? How am I going to get a house when everybody's saying I can't get a house? How am I going to get a house when the realtor says, telling me right now it's not this time? Why? Because you are in prison by your own thinking. It is the Holy Spirit that frees us from the imprisonment of limited thinking produced by our flesh. Why? Because we were created to do kingdom work. You owning a house is kingdom. Why? I mean, I remember when April 1st got our house and we were 22 and 23. Man, we had so many opportunities to tell people about God because we moved into, we're the first one to move into our house and own our house. And at 20, I think we were 22 and 21, 22, 23. Why? But we don't realize stuff gives us an opportunity 
to express the kingdom of God. When I'm able to go in and, 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 and buy somebody's lunch and they're wondering why, it gives you an opportunity to, to express the kingdom of God. When you drive, I mean, because a lot of times we get caught up and like, it doesn't take all that. that it, that's not needed. And I'm not a stuff part. Like, I don't care about cars or anything like that. But but when you, when somebody like, how do you afford a Bentley? And you say, well, the, the Lord gave it to me. Like, well, how did that work? It gives you an opportunity to express the kingdom of God. Because think about it. If somebody's house burned down and you went and brought them a new house, they're going to be like, Huh? Tell me more. Why? Because you are exhibiting the kingdom of God. And that's what God is. That's why God wants us to have wealth because wealth expands the kingdom. That's why God wants us to have great marriages because so that expresses the kingdom. That's why God wants our children to be obedient and us to raise them in the right way. Why? Because that expresses the kingdom. As a God and a teacher is his job for everything that we have, everything that we possess and every, every person and everything we are to replicate the kingdom of heaven so that people may ask and wonder and be attracted to those things. We do not have the Holy Spirit to be selfish, but to conquer for the kingdom. In the process of conquering, we are blessed. In the process of conquering, we are blessed. I'm not blessed uh, because I want to be selfish. Along the way of building the kingdom, God will ensure that you have everything that you need. Along the way of creating kingdom in the earth, God will ensure that you have, have everything that you need. Along the way of building the kingdom, God will ensure that you have everything that you need. So I, that's why I said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first, not money. Seek ye first, not houses. Seek ye first, not people. Seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God. So seek ye first the government of God, the way that he rules, the way that he operates, the cultures, the, the intellect, the actions and the plans of the kingdom. And all these things will be added to you. So as I live out Isaiah 61, as I go and I preach good news to the poor, as I go and I repair broken hearts, what it causes me to do, I will be blessed along the way. Why? Because you have been equipped to prosper. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you and your faith will always work. Say, I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God has equipped each one of us. Oh, the Holy Spirit connects us with our gift. The Holy Spirit connects us with our gift. See, what happens is each one of us has been given gifts, all right? Each one of us has been given a purpose. Each one of us has been given a calling. Each one of us has been given, given colonies within the earth for us to prosper, all right? For us to cause to replicate the kingdom of heaven in. And, and our job is to operate in those gifts, but we cannot reach the apex of the, these gifts without being reconnected to the original source. Holy Spirit connects us to the gift giver so that we may know the purpose for our gift and how to express that gift in the colony. So many times we have uh, things in our house that we use inappropriately um, because we don't take, or we don't use inappropriate, we don't use, we don't reap all the benefits of those things. For example, uh, if you got a cell phone and you Google, like I got a Note 10 and I Google uh, things Note 10 will do. Every time I Google that, I find out something new, right, that my phone will do that I didn't know it would do. Why? Because in the first beginning, I never took the time out to read the manual from front to back. And so what happens is when we don't take the time out to hear the Holy Spirit, when we don't take time out to read the word, what we end up doing is sitting on gifts, sitting on talent, sitting on skills, sitting on abilities that have been meant to create things in the earth on behalf of the kingdom and cause our life to be blessed. But we don't do that because we don't spend the time with the Holy Spirit to bring those gifts out of us. 1 Corinthians 2 and 12 says, You must know that we have not received the spirit of this rebellious and broken world, but the spirit that God comes from God, so that we may experience and comprehend the gifts that come from God. They are gifts that God has for you. 
There are gifts that God has for me. And what our the Holy Spirit does is allows us to know what those gifts are. He makes us aware of those things so that we may manifest. Like a lot of times we're living life as people who God has never called us to live. God didn't call you to be an accountant. You did. You became an accountant because it was safe. God didn't call you call you to be uh, to work in business. You you're working in business because it's safe. God has called you to be an entrepreneur. Now it's nothing wrong with working for people. Everybody's not called to be an entrepreneur. But but a lot of times we don't pick what's challenging to us. We pick what's safe to us because we all we fail to listen to the Holy Spirit. And what happens is. Because our faith, when we think about faith in a bigger sense, a lot of times we think about faith about accessing stuff. But I'm talking about faith as in building kingdom. When we don't become who we have called, who God has called us to be, and when we don't operate in the gifts God has called us to operate in, we limit kingdom. Well, and how do you limit kingdom? Because I'm not ruling in the area God has called me to rule in, then there is colonies in the earth that have not been overtaken by the kingdom of of heaven because of my disobedience to walk in the gift, the ability, the skill that God has called me to walk in. So when I begin to walk in the gift, the skill, the ability that God has called me to walk in, well, number one, I already have authority in that area. Number two, God has already blessed me in that area. Number three, I will always prosper and experience victory in that area. But until I believe that I am who the person God has called me to be, I will always play it safe in an area where I'm not protected, where there's no provision, and where I'm not promised victory, but in my mind, in my flesh, it seems safe. But the Holy Spirit's job is to free us from our own imprisonment. What imprisonment? The imprisonment of thinking so small that you don't think that you can be a millionaire. The imprisonment of thinking so small that you don't think you can be the CEO of the company. The imprisonment of thinking so small that you think being a thousandaire is the final thing that God has called you to be or having a good marriage is okay. You are so much bigger than that. And what the Holy Spirit will do is reconnect you with the gifts, the skills, the abilities, so that you may know, introduce the new you to yourself. Say, I know who I am in Christ. I know who I am in Christ. What time is it? Okay. So we cannot walk around ignorant of our gifts, talents, abilities, strengths, and callings. We have to allow Holy Spirit to reveal the Reveal them to us so that we can utilize faith to manifest kingdom. Each one of us has an aspect of ourselves that we will never know without the Holy Spirit. You are so much bigger than who you think you are. Holy Spirit is telling you daily how great you you are a giant killer. You, you, you are the authority. You, you are the solution. I mean, we used to say, you say it all the time. Say, I have a, I have a solution to every problem. You and see what imprisonment does. It makes you think that you don't, but you got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So that's fact. I have the solution to every problem. I have the solution to every problem. How am I going to make this marriage work, God? You know what? Why am I asking that? I have the solution to every problem. Holy Spirit, teach me how to make my marriage work. Holy Spirit, teach me who I am. Holy Spirit, teach, don't, not, not God make my spouse better. Holy Spirit, teach me how to become a better spouse. Holy Spirit, teach me. Why? Because he is a God and a comforter. He is a counselor. He is a teacher. And he will teach you how to overcome the imprisonment of your own mind. And we keep going back to that. I will not be imprisoned by myself. I release myself through my obedience to the Holy Spirit. You cannot be in faith to be the best you without first having a word from God about who you are. So many times as adults, we sought out what, what the career that paid the more, most money, the career that gave us the fewest number of school, years in college. We sought out what was easy instead of asking God, God, where do you want me in this earth? And where's my colony in which I need to make replicate, replicate heaven? 
Show me my calling. And that needs to be our, that's what we need to be asking God. God, show me my colony. Where do you want me to be the governor? What area have you called me to, to come and to take authority over so I can cause that area to look like heaven? You are a governor. You are a king. You are a queen. You have the Holy Spirit teaching you so that everything in this earth could be a replica of heaven. That's why he says, as it is on earth, I mean, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. Why? Because we are governors in the earth with the ability to cause earth to look just like heaven when we are in Christ, or in other words, when we obey Holy Spirit. When we pursue a person without seeking God, we'll always live below our destiny. When I pursue a person, when I, Ralph, pursue a person, or what I'm saying is when I pursue a lifestyle or a career or anything that way, without seeking God, I will always live below my destiny. Anytime you take off in life without asking God, it will always be short of what God has for you. You will never live the fullness, the apex, the epitome, the full manifestation of what God has for you if you don't stop to consult God. We have to consult God in everything because when we consult God in everything, we get a word from God that allows our faith to be activated. And here's the other great thing. Even when the Holy Spirit tells you who you are and you struggle with believing it, or you struggle with how you're going to get there, it's okay. Because in Philippians 2 and 13, it said, it is God working on the inside of you, both to do his will and accomplish his good pleasure. So God has the Holy Spirit teach you who you want, who he wants you to become. And then he says, the Holy Spirit will then enable you, strengthen you, energize you to become that person. So he's, he's equipping us to do everything we need so that the earth can produce heaven. Because that's what God is wanting. He is wanting earth to look like heaven. We don't got time to be waiting on salvation. I mean, eternal life. I mean, eternal life is nice. And I'm not knocking eternal life. Praise God for eternal life. But my God, how much are we going to forfeit here on earth because we're not seeking it? Right? How much will we forfeit because we are imprisoned by, I love, every time I read that, it says, be free, Isaiah 61 and 1 out of the voice translation. Be free from your own imprisonment. Be free from your own imprisonment by allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you how to walk in liberty. Amen. Is that making sense? I'm not sure I'm far behind. I just want to make sure it makes sense. So, next, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So, the other purpose of the indwelling purpose of the Holy Spirit and how it pertains to the God kind of faith, it keeps me from being imprisoned by shame, condemnation, doubt, unbelief, feeling like I'm the not righteous, feeling like I'm an old creature. The Holy Spirit frees me. Why? Because what is he? He is a comforter. What does he do? He assists me. He walks beside me. He is my litigator, proving that I've already been freed and I've already been redeemed. So every time the enemy tries to take you to court for your sin, is the Holy Spirit that's there litigating on your behalf saying, no, this he's innocent. No, he's free. He's a new creature. She's a new creature. She's the righteousness of God. He is always encouraging you so that you may understand who you are in Christ. But the problem is we cannot grieve Holy Spirit by not listening listening to him because listen when you spend so much time not listening to the holy spirit you start not to recognize his voice some people it doesn't matter where i am in a crowd right if i hear my kids call of course i'm somewhere audible uh close enough where i could hear them audibly i recognize their voice why because I spent so much time with my kids that when they call, or or April, 
uh, when she called, I'm going to recognize her voice among many voices because I spent so much time with them, even in the midst of screaming, even in the midst of like being at a fair, a toast you got kids screaming, you got rides going, you got music playing, but you hear the voice of the person you spent a lot of time with. And for us, we haven't spent enough time with the Word and Holy Spirit that we hear His voice. That's why, because you'll spend enough time with the Holy Spirit that you'll be in an interview and the Holy Spirit will be telling you the answers to say. You'll be like, I'm not sure where this is coming from because what? You'll study to show yourself approved and the Holy Spirit is not giving you what? Wisdom uh, in order to apply the information that you have in an appropriate manner to get the job. See, that's the problem right there. You won't apply for the job because you don't think you deserve the job. You don't think you're qualified for the job. Baby, all you need to do is research the information, apply for the job the way the Lord told you to, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you concerning what you need to do. Now, I am not saying go to the job interview without studying about the company, without knowing about the job you're going into. Know the information and allow the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how to apply that information in a manner that it causes the board to hire you. But we can imprison ourselves by thinking that we're not worth it. Because if we thought if we wasn't worth it, the Holy God wouldn't have wrapped himself up in the form of Jesus, came into the earth, then was resurrected and sent back his spirit so that we can live just like he did. Why? Because I am one with God. I have God living on the inside of me. There is nothing man can judge you for that Christ hasn't already freed you from. There is nothing man can judge you for, for that Christ hasn't already freed you from. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit in John 16, 8 through 11, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. The Holy Spirit's job is to make us aware that we are faultless in the eyes of God. That he hears our prayers and he answers them. That he has not forgotten about us. It's the Holy Spirit telling you, look, God hears your prayer. It's manifested. Uh, right now, you need you need to pray. Right now, and and what and we're not talking about it concerning the faith, uh, indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will give you the perfect prayer language. He teaches you how to communicate with heaven in a perfect language. The Bible says that He gives you the murmurings and the earning the things to say uh, concerning prayer. And a lot of times, people are like, well, what, what's this whole? praying in turn and having to have an interpreter and all this. Listen, the Holy Spirit has a perfect language for us to say concerning the things of God. Why? Because it is God praying to himself what he has already promised you. That's why as, as, as believers, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to operate in our life so that we may pray that perfect language. People call it praying in tongues so that we may communicate with heaven what has already been established in the earth. Amen? Here's the last thing that we have to understand about the Holy Spirit. As we talked about the last two weeks in dwelling of the Holy Spirit, we talked about what the Holy Spirit is not. We talked about who the Holy Spirit is. We talked about the power that the Holy Spirit has. But at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit does not take over. The Holy Spirit only prompts you. He is not going to force me to go right. He is going to prompt me to go right. And then I got to make a choice. And so at the end of the day, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is great. It has is essential to us overcoming the earth and manifesting kingdom. But what we have to realize is that the Holy Spirit will not take over our lives, but he will prompt us. And what we must do is make a conscious decision to follow the Holy Spirit because he's the one that's going to teach us the expectations, the standards, the regulations, and the customs of the kingdom of God. He is the one that's going to cause us to have the mind of Christ. But at the end of the day, God says, I lie before you life through the Holy Spirit and Christ and life Jesus and, 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 and Jesus, or I lie before you death. Choose you this day, right? 
And then he says, if you don't know what to choose, choose life. So tonight what I'm telling you is choose to cultivate a relationship with Holy Spirit. Choose to spend time every day listening to him. Choose to spend time praying in the Holy Spirit every day. I mean, I mean, start out with five minutes, grow it to 10 minutes. But, but our relationship with Holy Spirit should be an ongoing relationship. Kind of like my relationship with April. Like when April go to work and she come home, we ain't starting all over. We pick up where we left off. So as we all spend time with Holy Spirit, it should come a relationship like your relationship with your spouse or significant other. It is ongoing, always present. You're always desiring to speak with them. Like today, man, I was having a really, really rough day. I, I text April. I said, you got to pray for me. Like the kids were out of this world. Things were just melting down. And I was like, Holy Spirit, I need you. And so I fixed lunch. I went to my room and I just, just started praying. And instantly as I prayed, everything that I felt, the heaviness, the, the overwhelming feelings, because I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I get overwhelmed. All those feelings just dissipated. And I was filled with the joy and the comfort and the peace of God. Why? Because your body, you crave relationship with the Holy Spirit, whether you know it or not. And he craves to bring you solutions. And so our job is to hear those solutions and for us to walk in those solutions. And so tonight, I just want to pray that we all hear from the Holy Spirit, but more so than anything, that Holy Spirit's job is to bring solutions. And so like, one of the solutions you may need is healing in your body. And I encourage you tomorrow to go on and join Pastor Sean uh, for, for the 30 days of healing. I encourage you, if you're married or in a relationship, to come Friday at 7 and, and go to SeanStrickland.com, sign up for the marriage conference uh, via Zoom and join that. But the Holy Spirit's job in Isaiah 61 and 1, it says, I've come so I may bring good news to the poor and repair broken hearts to declare uh, those who are held in captive and freedom. And so the freedom that the spirit brings is freedom and healing. And so uh, tonight I just want to, I mean, real quick, it doesn't take all night. Father God, I thank you that right now that you are a healer. I think that you have sent your spirit and that as a, as a uh, conduit, Father, your Holy Spirit goes through me and it resides in those in others. And I pray that right now, Father, that any person that has any ailment of any kind, Father, that they are healed and they are whole. We speak to blood disorders, Father. We thank you that right now in the name of Jesus that those things are whole. We declare that the red cells operate properly. We declare that arteries are unclogged, veins are unclogged. We declare that valves within bodies are operating properly. We thank you that right now in the name of Jesus that fluid is removed from lungs and hearts, Father. We declare, God, that people are healed from any form of a blood disorder right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that right now in the name of Jesus that people are healed from arthritis. You said that you you by your stripes that we are healed, Father. So I thank you that right now in the name of Jesus. Lord said some of you suffer from from things because of the way you eat. So I don't know. God didn't tell me to tell you how to eat, but you need to look at how you're eating and you're eating as you ask God, how do you how should I eat for this to improve in my life? Because as you're eating it called that's causing more and more inflammation within your body, that's causing you to be more in pain. You can increase your medicine as much as you want. You can you can tell the doctor as much as you want, but your solution is as simple as changing your diet. But you're gonna have to ask, ask the Holy Spirit about what uh what it is that you're eating that's causing that inflammation and causing that pain for you. I declare that joints are renewed now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for cartilage being uh, growing, God. I thank you for ligaments being restored. I, I declare that, that cysts are removed right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that, that ovaries are perfect and exactly the way that you have created them. I declare that there are no issues with bleeding. There's no issues with pain. There's no issues with, with, with cancers of any kind, God. I declare declare right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that that no issues concerning ovaries or, or anything like that, Father. I thank you that that's removed now in the name of Jesus. I hear that. 
Anybody having issues with anything going on with ovaries or reproductive systems, Lord, you're healed now in the name of Jesus. Just receive your healing. Just receive your healing. And we thank you, Father, that, that you're a healer. We thank you, God, that, that you do it. And a lot of times we make it so hard, but as freely as you receive salvation is the same way we freely receive healing from God. And God wants you holding your mind and God wants you holding your marriage. And sometimes healing comes through information. A lot of times, I mean, we, we, we have so much information. We've been through so many doctors and we've done so many things and we've filled our mind with what the doctors have said and, and what they what they say has to happen. And we haven't spent, spent enough time filling our minds with what the word is God is saying. Don't claim possession of whatever ailment. It's not my diabetes. It's not my high blood pressure. It's not mine. Those are don't don't own things. It's not designed for you to possess. So be free tonight in the name of Jesus. Join us tomorrow. Will somebody post the time for Pastor John's 30 days? I'm not looking at it right now. But be here tomorrow. I encourage you. And, and, and if you are healed from anything, please share it with us. Uh, we are, we, I think we're at 85, I believe healings for the, uh, for, for, for the month. And we're, we're, we're approaching a hundred. So if you were, you received healing in any form or any faction, please let, send me a message or send a message to, uh, fellowship of champions. So, cause, so we want to know, we want to track those things, uh, so that we'll know what the spirit is doing in the earth and, and we can rejoice in you in the manifestation of your healing. So tomorrow night, thanks Leslie. Tomorrow night is at eight. We're at 88 testimonies. Praise God. Praise, praise God. So I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. Be free. We'll come back next week and we'll finish up the God kind of faith. Um, yeah, and, and like always, guys, we encourage you to give. So you can give to our ministry. If the word blessed you and you're being blessed by what we do here at Fellowship of Champions, I encourage you. Uh, it's not on my personal page. You can go to focchurch.com. But if you're watching via the uh, church page, uh, it's been pinned down at the bottom. You can test. Uh, you can text the word give to 833-969-0897. You can give via Givelify. You can give via Tithely. Or you can give via Pushpay. There are multiple ways to give. And like I've said for the past four weeks, and I hear that strongly from the Lord, this is not a time to withhold your hand. This is a time to sow. Because as we heart, this is our year of great harvest, this will also be a year of great sowing. Why? Because as we sow, the harvest will overtake us. All right. So don't be withholding your hand. And what I what I also know is that look for opportunities to invest. Those are other ways of seed. Don't just be don't I mean give to the ministry, give to other people, but look for opportunities to invest and don't be afraid. Why? Because go get the information so the Holy Ghost can give you wisdom. Go read a book so the Holy Spirit could give you wisdom on how to properly apply that information. Go read about stocks and options. Go read about how to start the business. And don't be afraid. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit that will give you unlimited wisdom on how to apply that information to bring the results in which God desires for your life. Amen. So thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Oh, correction. Tomorrow, 30 days of healing at 7 p.m. And then Friday is also uh, at 7 p.m. So join us. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, joining us with Refresh. Uh, we're at Fellowship of Champions. We're a church teaching you to win uh, in every area of your life. And so if you got prayer requests, send them to us. And anything else that you may have, feel free to let us know. And we would like to rejoice in you, with you, as, we, uh, as you learn more about God and as you manifest healings in all areas of your life. Be blessed and remain grateful.